Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Hello. How's everybody? I'm, I'm good. 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 I, good. I don't know if anybody in the podcast world noticed, but normally Jason says our name specifically yeah. like, greetings and salutations to all our fine podcast audience, Nathan and Ed. But well, today, such a fine audience, they knew who you were before. We That's got excluded. And I just, I want to stand up for Joel. We never greet Joel. How you doing, Joel? I'm great. <laughs> he said he's great. He has no microphone. This this is why I don't stand up for Joel. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I want to say it took him so long. We to had a lot of dead air. On, he looked really ticked off. He did. That I even mentioned his yeah. name. He's like, "Don't talk about me." He's our <laughs> hidden producer. I know. It's all of our super fans. He's tired of having to answer all the fan mail that, that we really and addressed to, to all Joel. of our fan mail. I mean, my fan mail's up here. Joel's is like here, but that's mm. still a lot. That's well, he still should a get lot a boost for now, Joel. He he'll get he a boost. Got mentioned. He got there mentioned. He got mentioned. Joel, right there now. There you go. Oh, Thank two times. You are welcome, Joel. Mm-hmm. Preach that fan mail. That's right. So, Joel, you're an awesome, dude. Okay. Uh, to start today, I, I have a, a headline, and uh, last week, y'all, y'all really poo-pooed my headline last week. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Jason's outline. I want to tell you, he hand wrote in poo-pooed that. He <laughs> oh, had that joke planned. He's lying to you. Uh, I don't know. I'll just say this. It's not on the sheet. I, am, I just want to say, Nathan, just write out loud. Yeah, but you know, there's Lied a there's a way me. in which it was comedic. There's a way in which you're we're, we're performing here, and so the illusion, <laughs> the <laughs> illusion. You guys are breaking too much of the illusion. All right, I blew it for you there. there, there I'm you. sorry. Well, it was that poop thing. It was. Yeah. Poop. I'll, I'll bet you all of our audience went and, and Googled the CDC and they found the poop emoji. I just want to say the right part of our audience when you said that thing, they all went. Ugh. Of course they did. There you go. That was my intended reaction. I hate puns too. Okay, good. So that was an that. ironic pun. You say that. Yeah. I do say that. I mean that. So this is a headline that is going to get chalked up into the really stupid criminal category. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. As opposed to those brilliant criminals. Yeah, because there are some. All right. Aren't devious, apparently. Main, all right, here it is. Main man, not M-A-I-N, M-A-I-N-E. Maine, Maine. Oh, gotcha. the All state right. like, of Maine. like Florida man. Florida man, just farther north. Yeah, Maine is trying to. A man from off. Maine, okay. All Maine right. man tried to pay two hundred dollars bail with counterfeit bills. Mm. <laughs> mm. Huh. Here's the story. What was the What was the? Charge? I bet the next bail was much higher. You would think. <laughs> uh, man in Maine tried to pay two hundred dollars bail with counterfeit bills. A deputy responding to a report of a stolen vehicle early Sunday morning stopped a man walking nearby. Now that's suspicious. Dude that was is. walking, but they stopped him based for on a stealing stole, a vehicle. For stealing a looks vehicle looks like he should be in a vehicle. Well, let's don't talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> they determined that he was not involved because he, he, in he wasn't because he wasn't in the vehicle. But they arrested him on an outstanding warrant for theft from a Walmart. Okay. Huh. So somehow they found out that this guy was on the run for a Walmart. There are only 10 people in the can state we of Maine. Be, can we be clear? <laughs> no one's on the run from a theft from Walmart. Well, he was on the walk. He just was back going back to his house, and no one caught him. He was shoplifting. Yes. So the man says he has enough money to post this. He got $200 bail for that charge. The bail commissioner arrived. He tried to pay with two counterfeit $100 bills. He was denied bail and was returned to jail with an additional charge of forgery. The man was then able to now this doesn't make sense the man was able to then post a hundred dollars in bail later that day and his court date is set for august 
So the two hundred dollars bail. Walmart was they were ticked. I guess we got two hundred dollars. I don't understand the law. I guess he posted the two hundred dollars bail with the counterfeit. Then he went back to jail, and the next bail was a hundred bucks. He was able to cover that lower bail for counterfeiting. I guess. We need, to get, we need to get it low enough you can get us an authentic piece of currency. <laughs> Maybe he pawned the stolen vehicle <laughs> that he was oh, not, that he was of, not involved That yes. he was not involved with. Yes. I have a feeling that in Maine you could say the Walmart and you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you know, apologies to our Maine listeners. The Walmart in Maine. We have to apologize to all our Maine <laughs> listeners. Oh, yeah. There's one of them. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> you know, we have a, a person from Maine that goes to our church. I didn't know. I that. am confident they do not listen not to this listening. podcast. No. Someone who's originally from Maine who goes to our church. Yes, and okay. regularly goes back to Maine uh, mm. for well, the lobster. They, I don't know. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. To go to the Walmart. <laughs> be careful. Don't steal because they'll, they'll be after you for Walmart, that big Walmart's bail money. Walmart's coming for you. So maybe that's I why he, that maybe he's in Georgia because he's the guy that took the vehicle. I do know here because I actually had a, a, a couple former students who do. I know here at the Newton Walmart, they are they are up on shoplifters. So if you're a shoplifter and you're mm. listening to this because they, their jobs were they're those uh, fake shoppers oh, who yeah. walk in. Oh, yeah. And there's like seven or eight of them. They're fake shoppers? Oh, and they're watching for shoplifters. And they're secure. They're they're watching. And there's like, I think this person told me there's at least five on at all times because they're in multiple departments and Mm -hmm. they walk around, they pretend like they're shopping, and then they catch you. Yep. In the middle of it. So I, one, I, I used I'm going to start looking for that. I didn't well, know. Just they, it won't be hard. Things. If you I, go there any length of, like, for instance, I used to work at a grocery store back in college, and we had a guy. And they, of course, didn't tell us who he was, but it was pretty easy to figure out because every time I walked in, <laughs> he was, in there, for he eight was hours. there. And I'm like, why is this guy just walking around the store? And then pretty soon, he's like buddies with all of us workers. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, and then of course the first time we had a shoplifter that I was there, it was him. He tackled it. <laughs> no, um, okay. No, he tackled the guy <laughs> going out the door, and I went, "Okay, so that's why you're in here." Well, and time. I will say the people, <laughs> the students I knew, who I guarantee you they're not mandated to tackle anyone because they would be completely ineffective. I'll oh, just yeah. say this: the I think their job is then to report it. Uh, they are working with the security who have the security cameras and are. They raise right. their hand. Well, because there's there's hello right here, right here. Most police officers, I mean, most WalMarts I go to now. Uh, I think the Peachtree City one has one. They always have a uh, police officer, an off-duty police officer yeah, who is. I've seen is, that too. Uh, mm. And they report it to them, and then they well, tackle them. Interesting. So it is interesting. I want to now, Walmart. Don't mess around. I'm going to look around for f- fake shoppers. There you go. All right. You can and see you it. let us know if you find it. I'm going to ask him. Are, are you, you really shopping? I'm going to follow you till you pay for that. What are you buying? <laughs> yeah. What are you paying for? Speaking of... Really, sir, women's underwear? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> that was beyond on. the line for Jason. We found the line. We're going to move... Well, that's how you know where it is. <laughs> okay. I guess so. You just got to find it. Poop is okay. That's, where you, know where the, that's where you know where the line is. It's in the women's underwear section. Everybody that's where it is. It. Don't go back there. Everybody does it. Okay. Uh, speaking of money... Which we were just talking about money. We so, were buying things. One of our listeners uh, this week had a question about money. Money. So here we go. Actually, I think this might be our first money question on the podcast. I don't hey. remember us getting one of these before. So we do take money. Well, yeah, yeah. we will take your counterfeit money <laughs> if you want to. If you want to put some counterfeit money in the offering, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, we'll see if it gets passed off or not. I know who counts that money. She would know it immediately. Yeah. Ah, well, there and you go. Yes. be very upset. 
gum at you. Yes. <laughs> Question from our listener. Here it is. Do you have to tithe to a church? And the rest of the question goes like this. If there's a month when an individual or a family member that you know is in need, they could use that money that you have allocated each paycheck for tithing. Is it wrong to give it to them before you give to your church, providing it was all the money you had to give and you couldn't come up with any other money to help them? That's a very specific question. It is. Especially towards the end. Towards the end there. They got specific. specific. So I would start with, is it wrong... Do you have to? Do you have to? So I just want to say, from point of view of, if I, I guess if what you mean by that is it a sin? Hmm. Yeah, is it think. something I have to repent of if I don't? No. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If that's yeah. what you mean, yeah. am I am I sinning if I don't? No. I I think I I take the whole. The whole teaching about money, because there is a passage in, when the, in Deuteronomy that says, the reason I tithe hmm. is to remind me that I trust God. There you sure. go. The tithing, tithing is a gift to me. Mm-hmm. It's not about a have to. It's, not a, it's, it's a way to remind me in a tangible way that I trust God. Mm-hmm. I take something that's very important to me, I worked for, I want to spend it all, and I remind myself by setting aside apart a regular proportionate a portion of my money, I tangibly trust God. I don't just believe I trust him. There you go. I trust God by giving away something that I know I could use for something I want sure. or need. Mm-hmm. And I've done yeah. that. I've given yeah. away money that I literally needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I needed mm-hmm. because I wanted to remind myself I trust God. So I don't, I don't think there's a have to. That's the way yeah. I would say it. But I would also say to this person, because you set up the scenario, um, I'll speak to the scenario you, you gave. Um, if there were someone, because I think Jesus speaks real clearly to this, if there were someone who used tithing to the church as an excuse to not give to someone in need. Now you're wrong. You are sinning. And yeah. I think Jesus made that very clear when he called out the Pharisees yep. and said, you, you've got this rule where, you know, you, you give all your money to the church and you tell your parents, I can't take care of you, and you're violating the law of honoring your parents by doing that. Like Jesus gave a very – I think that's an equa- equatable situation. Yeah, I don't disagree with that it's at all. It's somebody who's using a law, and I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> law or rule. To keep me from to loving. To keep me from loving, to keep me from being generous. And I said this in the warm-up to the podcast – Rules, if you take a rule by its nature, a rule is limiting. It is meant to limit your activity. The, the, the law of Jesus, as he laid out to us in the kingdom, mm-hmm. is generosity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, we are to be generous people. And so if I take a rule and I use it to limit my generosity, I have now violated the kingdom value that Jesus has given his followers of generosity. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it goes to, I mean, we bring this up, but I, I just think it's a different way of looking at the Bible. And it certainly was it's new to me when I first started trying to just imagine the Bible in this way of that. 
if you're looking through the Bible, looking for rules or a list of things of check marks, I got to do these things so I'm good with God. One, you've obviously misunderstood the gospel because the point of the gospel is not you. I think you said this in a recent sermon, right? It's not the good I do for God. It's the good that Jesus has done. Yes. Well, it's not a way. I, the Bible is not giving me ways that I can fix my problems. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's making really clear to me. I can't fix my problems, but if I align my life with Jesus and follow him, he will help me fix my problems. And what the the Old Testament part of the, really the whole Bible it it is giving me a picture when you look at the you talk about Deuteronomy there when you look at Deuteronomy it's a picture of in that specific context at that period of time what would it look like if a people of a people of God would live like God was their king and so he gave very specific commands that were some of them and many of them very particular to that context in time. So that's when people are like, well, what about, do I have to do this thing about no two different kinds of cloth? Well, that's a, that's, that's a different kind of thing, mm. but there is a picture in there in Deuteronomy. And I just looked it up. I, now I forget. It's Deuteronomy 15, I think, but you can look in there where God says to the people of Israel, there should be no poor people among you. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that never gets fulfilled until the book of Acts Where what's now the new Israel, which is the church, there's this description of the people of Jesus who they sell their possessions. They give it to the church that they would be distributed among them. And then it gives us there were no needy or no poor people among them. And it means among this group of people that they they took this principle of generosity, Mm -hmm. but also this idea that was of tithing, which was. Uh, we're supporting the work of God, uh, the, the work that God is doing. And the way I would say it to teenagers often when I was teaching teenagers is what God's trying to do is form you into the kind of person that looks like Jesus. And Jesus says, my body, my physical representation in this world is the church. And so if you're a person who loves Jesus, you support his body. You support what's going on. And you support that in any way that you can. That sometimes means you're investing your time, right? And you're serving. You're, in, you're, you're investing your, uh, your energy in that way. Uh, we do small groups around it. You're investing in the relationships in here that I'm there to encourage you, to help you, to spur you on to good deeds. But it does mean I invest my resources. Now, once again, as we've said, if you make it this rule that uh, I have to do this and I can't do this, I think the question, though, and I don't, I don't want to just, because I know there's a lot of things, but this is where I think we as followers of Jesus have to wrestle with is, is there a way that I may have to shape my finances in such a way yeah. that I can both give to give regularly give mm-hmm. to support what God's doing through the church and that I would be able to help someone else in need? That's right. That's, right. That, that's where I'm getting to. Now, once again, as you've mentioned, you don't want to make a rule of it that then says... <laughs> Well, since I'm not there, then I can't give to help this person. Mm -hmm. I think that's you and the Spirit of God got to work that part out. Mm -hmm. But to then say, uh, well, because I don't have to tie to the church, then I'm just going to hold that money and wait until a point when I can find someone in need and give to them in that way. I feel like that's also missing the spirit of it. You know, I'm going to actually, in a a couple of weeks, uh, well, maybe at this point it's already happened because we tape, you know, beforehand. I'm going to teach about that passage where you talked about the people took and sold and mm-hmm. gave and all that uh, about this. When you start dealing with all of these passages in a way that's not about, hey, this is to remind me I trust God 
And so I trust him in every one of these situations. If it's been brought out to me that this is what I should do, I think God's completely okay with that. And you, it's not about earning something with God. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the New Testament church did not sell their possessions and give. It said some of them sold their possessions. I'm guessing it's the ones that felt called by God to do that. Right. It yeah. wasn't a everybody in the church, now bring everything you have and right. lay it at the apostles' feet. But I'm mentioning that message, and this is true for me. If I had my druthers, I would rather to be totally in control of what happens with my money, including the part that I give away. Mm. But there's a part of that where it says they took and laid it at the apostles' feet and they distributed it. There's a good deal of humility that says, I'm giving this to God, so I am hands off. Mm -hmm. I'm hands off. I don't get to decide. And there may be even things that I wouldn't have done that they decide to do that I would not. And it Mm -hmm. takes me out of it so that I not only trust God in the giving, I trust God in how it gets dealt with. Mm -hmm. Now, do I do, I give to the church and I try to help other people. In fact, I know I've told you all of practice I have at Christmas. I've now expanded it to other times of the year where I carry, I carry funds around for the sake of regularly being able to say to God, God, I have this money that I am ready to give away to whoever you bring to the attention that you say to me, they need this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in addition to what I would say. And it, for me, it's not 10%, just so you know. Right. Uh, it, I, my wife helped us get beyond that sometime back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because it's not a legalistic thing. Tithe right. literally means 10%, so yeah. it's not a top or a bottom, you know. Well, and we've talked. That's what I would say about this. I would say yeah, if yeah. you're led by the Spirit of God to give this money to your family to take care of uh, in this situation, that's the only money you have to give, If just say that to God. You're not earning anything with God either way. Yeah. Well, and I think, and we've used this term before in sermons, I know, but it's the difference between a bounded set of principles and a center set principles, which means, bounded set means tell me where the boundaries are so I know, I mean, no one says this, but to me, what's the minimum I have to do That's to right. get to stay in, in the group? I'm in or out. I'm yeah. in or tell out. me whether I'm in or out. And a centered set of principles say, what is it that ultimately I want to get to? Where's the, where's the best place for me to be? And you don't even necessarily tell me the boundaries, but you're telling me where you want me to be. And so when you talk about, like you said, there was no mandate you have to sell your possessions and give, uh, give, give to the church. But by showing, hey, this is what it looks like when uh, people who can and their hearts are really submitted, it's that level of generosity. Man, that gives me something to strive for, not a bare minimum that I go, tell me what I have to do so God doesn't get mad at me. And I'm not saying that's what this person's doing. What I'm saying is these kind of questions fit more into a bounded set than a center set. And I think if we become the kind of people that what I'm looking for is how do I get involved in a community where your needs and my needs, they get all tied up together. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have more than you do. Well, and, and some, you know, and I can, I can participate. Well, and I think about the instances in the New Testament where the people of Jesus, one I can think of where Jesus notices somebody giving something and yes. he commends them. Mm-hmm. And what he says about it is not that they gave what they could. Mm-hmm. He said they gave all that they had. Yes. Yes. Right. They gave all that they had. Then I think about the instance you've already brought up in Acts chapter 4 where it talks about, and they sold and they gave that to meet the needs of others. I think about Paul receiving an offering where eventually the chapter after he talks about this is the line, God loves a cheerful giver, where he says, 
the Macedonian Christians gave to meet the needs of the people in Jerusalem, which they would never meet or know, but they sh uh, shared. And he said, they gave beyond what they could afford to give. Mm -hmm. They gave beyond what was comfortable to them to meet the needs of these other people. The only time I see it really ever being commended New Testament-wise is not some kind of level of, hey, they met the standard. Good for them. They met the standard. Yeah. It's always, look at that, man. Mm -hmm. They... Obviously, when you give everything you have, it's, again, a symbol. I trust God. God's mm -hmm. going to give me something. If mm -hmm. I need it, God will take care of it. That's what that is a symbol of. Mm -hmm. And believing that God put us in a body, and just because I'm in Macedonia and they're in Jerusalem, they have a need. God gave me some, so I'm going to share with them. God will take care of me when I have a need. Hmm. I that, have a that's, that's where we ultimately are trying yes. to get with yes. money. I had a, a conversation, well, right outside this door here where we're, we're in the lobby, with a guy who was talking about, and he was talking to me about money. And he said, you know, I've been around here at this, he was saying 15 years, I didn't know how long. And he said, I've heard you all teach 10, 10, 80 <laughs> a, a bunch of times. He said, I don't do that. He said, but I'll say this, the people I know who are the most generous people, they all do that. Hmm. Well, and I have, so. a, I, have a, I have a side point that kind of goes to that, and I don't want to detract. I think we've kind of exhausted this question so i can bring up a side point that it's little do to do with this so, Jason, you got anything you want oh, to add you go ahead okay <laughs> the side point i want to have is to parents in particular of young children the thing you just said about 10 1080 that i think is huge that gets to the people who Which, do, let's let's be clear in case listeners okay. don't know it yeah, go ahead. give the first 10 percent away uh, save the next 10% for future, and then live on 80%. Right. That's what they're talking about. That's I, right. I, I learned that since the time I first started getting allowance when I was probably kindergarten age. And uh, one thing I would, I would just love to really push for parents, especially if you have young children in the home, is teaching this as a principle of what we do as a family and really getting it. One thing, and I've become more and more convinced of this, is that one of the one of the chief purposes or at least benefits of church communities is that there is moral formation that goes on that is beyond this is good, this is bad. There are rhythms that get into us that make it where if my baseline is 10, 10, 80, it's easier to be generous from that point. And there's a way in which, and I think this is true of the church, you know, we, we used to always, at least with kids, we, and with adults, we would have five G's and one of the, one of these, these are ways we talked about spiritual growth and one of the G's was giving. And so I would often sit with teenagers every five weeks and we talk about giving and they didn't have money. And I would just implore them over and over and over again, find a way by talking to your parents about this, because there is a way that just as part of your rhythm, your character development, that you go, everything that comes to me, I give part of it away. Mm -hmm. Everything that comes to me, I give part of it away. And I'm responsible for the future, so I save some of that. But the idea that everything that comes to me, I give some away. We're doing this with our daughters right now in very small quantities with an, with an allowance. We give them every month, and we say, you give this part away, and all of that stuff to God. And it's not huge money. In fact, they have, because it's not that much money, they haven't even brought it yet. And my wife was like, well, should we just have them bring every time they have $1 come and bring it or do we bring it at one point? And I said, the point for them to understand is that every time I get my allowance, I take part of that money and I give it to God to say, thank you. I trust mm -hmm. you. I don't need this. I'm willing to give it to support what you're doing. That is such a critical part of development 
that for my whole life, this has never even been a question for me. And I don't mean that as a point of judgment or pat myself on the back because I didn't do that for me. Now, as an adult, I make the decision. But if you want to be, if I want to be honest, I have this question. It's not even a decision. I don't even think about it. And not in like a, well, I have to. In a literal, it's just in the budget. I don't even think about it. It automatically comes out. I don't even think about it. And it allows me during other times to be generous in other ways. And I just want to, if we have any young parents listening, I think it is so critical. Well, Jason, teaching. I know you've taught your family that as well. Yeah, and uh, I've told this story in many places. Um, when the, the month that I started coming to Community Christian Church was the month that my wife and I got married, and we heard that message, never heard it before, and we went home and said, well, that's a plan. We don't have one. Let's do that one. Yeah. And that really was the, the long and the short of it. And we just said, okay, we, we, we don't have a plan. Let's use that one. And so from that day on, we just started it. And it was much easier then, of course, because we didn't have much. Right. <laughs> right. So we started it early. And then we were able to just continue to grow with that right. all through the years. And, um, you know, to the point where now, like Nathan just said, it's, a, it's an automatic, non-negotiable. Yeah. It's just the way we live. And it has afforded us the opportunity mm-hmm. to be generous and to not. And uh, again, because I think God is so generous to me, He has now given me a, a whole 25 year marriage where we have never once had money stress. Yep, that's right. There's yes. so there's margin baked into our life that we just don't we don't argue about it, we don't stress about it because we've got that cushion built in that he has provided and looking back it, it always floors me how much he has allowed me to give away yeah and it's and now it's a blessing to me because i hopefully i've been a blessing to some some people that i don't even know about that's right because i've released that you know we've given generously to causes that we love and are continuing to do that we sponsor kids uh in other countries but we give to support the local church. And yeah. I've seen fruit come out of that. And, you know, I, I suspect that when all things are wrapped up and, and Jesus comes back, I'll see, yeah. I'll see clearly what all that was. Not, not as a pat me on the back, but as a look at what God was able no, to do. Yes. You, you know? it's, for me, it has become the easiest evidence of if you do what God tells you to do, yeah. Blessing is not just somewhere off in the kingdom. You get blessed, and not in the way that TV preachers, and I know we're on YouTube right now, (laughs) but I mean the kind that go, give and you'll get back tenfold. I mean, if you will do what God says to do, money is just the easiest one to see the evidence in. I have now come to believe it's that's the reason we can test it. We care about it. It's very tangible to us. You can count it up. You can add it up. You know whether you've been blessed or not. That's right. And... It just see, but it is true in every area of my life. Mm. When I do it the way God says to do, there is blessing that comes my way. And when I don't, there isn't. That's right. Yep. So I think you're okay if your heart is, if you really believe God's leading you to do this, don't just, don't think about it legalistically either way. Yes. Yep. All right. Next question. Last question. I've noticed there is no cross in your church. And I've been to a few churches that also don't display crosses. Is there something wrong with displaying a cross image or with wearing a cross as jewelry? No. So no, no there's that, nothing wrong. There's with nothing it. wrong with it. And I the, always point out to people that in the center of our logo is a cross. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, right in the center of our logo is a cross. 
So, so there is one on our sun. No, maybe not on the current sun. No, no, no. It's perfect. Yeah. Pe- no perfect people no, right now. Not, so it used really. to be one out there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess to answer, because I think the person was in. Well, maybe they weren't, but it sounded like they were saying maybe the reason we don't put a cross in our auditorium where we have services or up in our building is because we think there's something wrong with it. That yeah. is not the reason. That's no. Not, and not and reason. for all we know, there may be one at some point. It it won't matter either. There have been crosses on the stage at different yes. times in the history of Community yeah. Christian Church. We're not well, following a rule. No. Yes. We've had conversations about, well, maybe when we're changing the stage, we should put a cross here. We should do this. And there and, have been times there has been. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a right or wrong in our opinion. I certainly understand why anyone would put a cross on on a stage or in the in on on part of the decoration in the room because certainly <laughs> the cross is the center of everything we do so i see i see benefits to it i don't see i don't see it as a mandate that we need to do it well then but, that was the other thing i wanted i was going to come out from another direction of saying and because i've had people say this well there we're we're doing something wrong by not displaying right. the cross and i think that crosses another line well, yeah, I mean, we know for sure because, again, we're talking history, so we know the way things were done. The cross did not become an icon in the Christian movement until about 400 years in. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there weren't, there weren't, and they had church buildings at the time, and they weren't under persecution anymore, so it didn't about any of that. It just wasn't the symbol at the time. And, and let's be, in case you haven't thought about it this way, let's, let's be clear. If you were to wear a cross, if you were a first century Christian, and you were to wear a cross around your neck, that would probably be one of the most offensive things to do. It would be unheard of. It'd be like you putting a you know a syringe for a lethal injection around your neck or an electric chair around well, your neck. I've heard I've heard you know even uh, several black theologians that have referred to it as very similar to a, uh, a, lynching. a lynching. Lynching in that yeah. the the way that that emotionally resonates with you, you know, because mm-hmm. for many of us who have had. <laughs> I mean, we we don't when we think of an electric chair, it's not very emotional for us. Well, most of us have never seen anybody executed, even True. though it's happened in our True. country. That's it's right. done generally at midnight. It's done yes. done away mm-hmm. from people. Only a few people watch it. But even those of us, I mean, who who have you've only read about lynchings or you've seen you've seen things in the news. There's an emotional um, resonance to that that. For four early Christians, mm-hmm. it would almost seem offensive to have a public execution that was done for because once again the the crucifixion was not crucifixion was was not done for justice purposes of we need to execute because this criminal has crossed the line. It was done for terroristic purposes yeah. of intimidation. We are going to find the most painful, public, humiliating way mm-hmm. to and because they wouldn't do it to Roman citizens. No, they did execute Roman citizens. Yes. But they didn't. They didn't crucify them. It was right. done in very similar ways. Of this was this is meant to show a group of people don't 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 try and stand up to us. Mm-hmm. We have a right. And so to to your point, yeah. If you think of it in those terms of the emotional way, even talking about it right now feels very. And there's lines you don't want to cross, and even talking about it, that's the why Paul then says in First Corinthians, it's foolishness that we boast about the cross mm-hmm. about our Savior was crucified because everyone would go, why are you talking? Talking about this, this right. makes everyone uncomfortable for you to talk mm-hmm. about. It's humiliating that your savior was crucified. This wasn't just oh, he was convicted of a crime, so he needed to be executed. But he's still a human, and we need to treat him. It was mm-hmm. this person is less than human. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure him and all his followers know if you cross a certain line with us, we'll make sure you regret it. Mm-hmm. 
And so to that point, they didn't paint images of it for hundreds until yeah. the point that crucifixions weren't used and they weren't in the public memory anymore yeah. of uh, the weight of what that was. And, and I didn't, and I didn't make that point to say that. Oh I'll, no! Uh, to say that we should not have crosses—that that wasn't my point. My point was that we also should not turn it around and make it yes. a necessity. That if you don't have one, you're doing something yeah, wrong. That it, it, and then I think we've crossed the line into a little bit of idolatry. Yeah. Oh um, sure. And so I don't. I think we should be very careful not to elevate uh, the symbol of the cross to something that it shouldn't be either. That's right. Yeah. So I think there's a balance. That's my. That was my point was of making all that. So, yeah. But what were so, you going to say? No, I was just going to say for community Christian, it has not been ever a point of theology. We right. won't have one or we will have one. It's just, it's not been that. Mm-hmm. We've had crosses on stage before. We don't have one currently. Yeah. Most of the time, admittedly, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we might. And there's nothing wrong with, I, I don't, I don't know if we even answered that. There's nothing wrong with wearing a cross necklace or. Mm-hmm. And putting it on a jewelry or a shirt. Yeah, or, and I would, you know, my thought when I read that question is the only, if if there is a word of caution on that to be careful with, um, I I I certainly wouldn't want someone to wear a cross around their neck as a a, a lucky charm of some right, type, some kind of superstitious. It, yeah, that it had some sort of power that I was going to tap into because I have it, or now I'm protected because I'm right. wearing it. That that I think is is going into a territory or you don't a want statement to. Statement that I'm a follower of Jesus. True. The the way we show we're followers of Jesus is we love people. Yep. We yeah. we carry the characteristics well, of Jesus in yeah. our life, and I. From what I've read in history, one of the reasons they didn't wear the cross is it was so shameful. They didn't want to harm their witness in the first century. They wanted to talk about the great love that God had for people. They eventually got to he was crucified on the cross. Mm -hmm. But if the first symbol is this offensive syringe around your neck, as you made the illustration, or whatever the form of execution is, you've already put the conversation in a place that you might not want to be. And... I mean, we all know well, people that have crosses on it that don't represent Jesus uh, very well. That was the thing that came to my mind is I've said to many people, you know, that, remember when people used to put the fish on the back of their car? I guess they still yeah. do, you know, and that was the symbol of I'm a Christian or whatever. And I thought, well, that's fine, but you better drive good yeah. <laughs> or you, you better yeah. behave yourself because the moment you attach that symbol to your behavior – and again, we nobody's perfect. I get all that. But for me, that was one of the reasons that I try not to just wear stuff because, I, you know, I don't trust myself to represent no, all the my, time. Either. I know myself. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to do anything to harm the witness and of I, Jesus in the world. I either. think it's interesting that you bring that specific point up because one of my favorite books, The Patient Ferment of the uh, Early Church, talks about this specific point. I think it's interesting that the the, the, the point of theirs is the uh, in many people, especially if you grew up Catholic, you know this, the sign of the cross mm-hmm. that that for many people is a way that you pray. That actually goes back to as early as somewhere around 100 AD, and it was taught to the Christians to do it everywhere they went so that everything they did would be a public witness. Now, here's what's interesting. For that reason, they had really long what they would call uh, catechisms, which is also a Catholic term, to teach people because what they said was one of the worst things would be to have people out there doing the sign of the cross and then living unlike Jesus. Yeah. That they said, they, in fact, the whole point of this book is they didn't teach 
apologetic arguments on how to prove Jesus died. They said our lives and the way we right. live, and they would say, so when you go and if you're going to be executed, you do the sign of the cross so that it becomes clear to everyone, in, oh, this person's dying in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. or this person's serving the poor in the name of Jesus. This person's doing this in the name of Jesus. And they would say, they would hold very, when you read stuff in the church, uh, in the Bible about church discipline, that was so critical to them because they said, one of the worst things is to have people out there making the sign of the cross, putting, you know, in our terms, putting it on their car, wearing it as jewelry and living unlike Jesus, that that so badly hurt the witness of the church, but it helps the witness of the church when you have someone out there saying, I do this because I follow Jesus. Sure. Absolutely. If it's good, right, yeah. and it's loving. Works and so, both ways. Uh, anyway, I just found that interesting mm-hmm. that we, had, as you mentioned, uh, some of the, and I think you mentioned this in a sermon coming up, is if you watch a TV show or you see something and someone says, oh, I'm a Christian, or they're wearing a Christian <laughs> thing, my heart immediately goes, oh, no. Yes. I know that, well, I shouldn't say this, unless you're watching some <laughs> Christian station, the Christian probably isn't going to be portrayed very well. So I know that I know about video editing since we've been doing it around here. Yeah. I know they edited that in on purpose, and I'm like, uh oh, yep. this yes. is not going to go very well. well for us. I am not going to be happy about this. And most of the time, I'm 100% right. And yes. so, if we could become people who lived, as you mentioned, cross shaped lives mm. in the way that we loved and we served and we were generous and we sacrificed and we were willing to be humble and gentle, and then we, I'm not saying make the sign because I don't think that means anything, it doesn't mean that to people anymore. No. But then we would say to people, Hey, you know, I did well, do. Even that's even that symbol these days. I watch lots of sports. Everybody's right. crossing themselves, yeah. whether I know for sure they believe in Jesus or not. I mean, right. people I know who are Protestant are doing the Catholic to uh, be mm-hmm. to and and then you know then they say something incredibly rude and crude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if there is a way, and I know you mentioned this, and once again, it probably has already come out in, in a sermon at this point when, when this is playing, but. We then go that extra step. We don't just love everyone always and then say, see you later. But we love everyone always and said, and by the way, just so you know, I did do this in Jesus' name. Right. Mm-hmm. Not for my glory, for his glory. Now, I don't, that wouldn't probably mean, but in some way, in your natural way of revealing, hey, this, this is coming in the name of Jesus. The witness that if enough people do that enough times and that it's done in the right spirit, that's a way that I don't have to wear a cross necklace. I don't have to put it on my car, but my life is shaped like the cross. And all of a sudden, God is being glorified in those ways. And I think that that ultimately is when we get to centered set, that's where we want people to get. Yes. And if wearing a jewelry helps you do that, okay. All right. Nothing wrong with it. That's it. Long answer to a short answer. Okay. All right. So that's all I got for today. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned television, uh, people on television, good and bad television shows. I know somebody asked this several months ago. Uh, They wanted to know what we thought about the television show, The Chosen. Oh, yes. And I just wanted to let you guys know, I am almost through season one now. Okay. And... uh, Big, huge thumbs up from me. That's I, the episodes I've seen. I'm a big thumbs up as Man, well. Man, so. it, it, I, I was telling Ed the other day. It has it has awakened something in me mm-hmm. as far as my spiritual life that I'm I'm leaning into. It, cool. it really it helps your imagination. Oh yeah, yeah. so much of uh, it really has brought some the, these 
Bible passage that I read for years alive in different ways that, again, it's not scripture. Sure. It is an aid to it, and it has helped me. I, I, I told my wife after we got done, I said, I could sit and watch Jesus all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that that person on the screen is Jesus. I know that. But every time he comes on the screen, and my heart, it's like when he said, uh, the disciples on the road to Emmaus said, my heart burned. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, oh, wow, you know. They certainly to, capture that because I yeah, would agree. To be Something in his about presence, his spirit, yes. the, especially the actor, just the, the performance. It, Absolutely, how I would imagine it draws me to love Jesus more, and that can't be a bad thing. Nope, no, never. absolutely not. I just thought I'd throw that out there. That's an update to an old question that we answered a while back. There you back. go. So there you go. All right, that's it. We will uh, send us more questions. By the way, uh, description is in the uh, no, the link is in the description. That's right. That's what I meant to say. And you can send us questions, and we will answer. So, see y'all next week. Bye bye.